Today on episode 139 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, there's a lot of expensive software available for you to purchase and install on your computer. But did you know that for almost every expensive program, there's a free alternative that'll probably be sufficient for what you need? Well, today I'm going to tell you about a bunch of them. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Welcome back, my friend, and thanks for listening today to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and this is the podcast that talks all about computer-related stuff and how to do things that maybe you didn't know you could do. But we make it easy, because we don't talk like computer geeks with all the technical terms, just regular, everyday people learning new stuff about the computer. And if your computer has a problem, I can help. I've been doing computer repair since 1999, and in most cases, I can fix your computer remotely, so you don't have to bring it into a shop. Just give me a call at 727 254 9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 139. So let's get started. Okay, think for a minute about what you do with your computer. Now, for a lot of people, it's just email and Facebook. But for some people, myself included, we use the computer for a lot of other things too. You know, creating documents or spreadsheets or editing or organizing pictures or recording an audio file, which is what I'm doing right now for this podcast, all kinds of stuff. Well, no matter what you do with your computer, it requires one thing, software. You have to have a program installed on your computer that lets you do what you need to do. That means there are lots of companies who have created some great software, and they'll sell you programs that can do some pretty amazing things, and some of them are really expensive. But the fact is, you can do a lot of those amazing things without having to buy that software that costs so much money. There are some programs that are fairly inexpensive, actually, and there are a lot that are even free. That's what I'm going to talk to you about today, the ones that will cost you nothing. Now, before I do this, I have to throw out a disclaimer. Actually, it's more like a warning, like a red flag alert. Do not go on Google and do a search for free software. That's a very common search phrase, and just about all of the search results that come up in Google are going to be websites that are just salivating to put viruses and malware on your computer. It's the same if you search for free software, free music, free games, free screensavers, any of that. You're just asking for trouble if you do that. If you want to get the free programs I'm going to talk to you about today, don't go searching Google for them. You can get the direct link for each one of them at computertutorflorida.com 139. So first up, we have Microsoft Office. Definitely not free. What you might pay for it really depends on what version you get, but if you buy it right off the shelf, it ranges from around $115 to a few hundred dollars. And a lot of people pay for it because it's very popular. 
Microsoft Office includes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and if you get the business version, you'd you'd pay more, and then you'd have Outlook, Access, Publisher, and a few others. And now Microsoft is offering the option of subscribing to Office for a few dollars a month. So basically, you're just leasing it rather than buying it. The free alternative to Microsoft Office is a program called LibreOffice. That's spelled L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E, and it's all one word. It works very similarly to how Microsoft Office works. It has a word processor, a a spreadsheet program, a presentation program like PowerPoint, just about everything. But yeah, things are laid out a little bit differently, so it'll take a little bit of getting used to if you've been using Office or Microsoft Office up until now. But if you compare the price tag of Microsoft Office versus free, you might find that it's worth learning about. There's another program that's been around for quite some time called OpenOffice, which some people use, but for me, I think LibreOffice is just easier to use. Next up, we have the expensive Adobe Photoshop. And, of course, everyone has heard of Photoshop. And the most recent full-price version is around $1,500. That's quite a bit if you just want to play around with photo editing, like, for a hobby. More recently, Adobe has also gone to the subscription model, so it would be around $20 a month to do that. But instead, you could use GIMP. That's G-I-M-P, which stands for New Image Manipulation Program, and that first word is new, spelled G-N-U, which is a computer operating system, which I'm sure you don't really care about and don't need to know. But anyway, GIMP is a freely distributed program that's able to do image manipulation, photo retouching, image rendering, and it can also convert image formats from one to another if you need that. Now, chances are it does more things than you would ever need It's just a matter of learning how to use it. And for that, there are tons of online tutorials for whatever you need to learn about it. Then we have Microsoft Outlook, probably the world's most popular email program. And usually it comes bundled with a business or professional version of Microsoft Office, but you can get Outlook by itself for, I think, around $110. But if you don't want to spend that much money on email there's another great option called Windows Live Mail. Now, if you've been working with computers for a while, you probably remember an old email program from years ago called Outlook Express. It came already installed as part of Windows, but the last version of Windows that included it was Windows XP. And a lot of people were really sad to see Outlook Express go away because it was pretty easy to use and everyone was used to it. Well, Windows Live Mail is the new successor to Outlook Express. But even though it's free, it doesn't automatically come installed as part of Windows. You have to go download it. It's actually part of a group of programs that Microsoft puts out called Windows Essentials. It's actually kind of funny that Microsoft calls this group of five programs Windows Essentials, but then they sell Windows without including any of these programs. Sounds like they might not be all that essential after all. Anyway, when you go to the Windows Essentials download site, you'll have the option to get all five of the programs, or you can get just Windows Live Mail by itself if you want. And once you have it installed, you'll see that it actually does work very much like Outlook Express worked. You can send and receive emails, uh, of course, and you can keep an email address book, you can create email folders, and you can keep track of important dates and appointments with the built-in calendar. 
So it's a great option if you need email software. Next up, we have another popular program by Adobe called Adobe Audition. And like most other Adobe programs, it's pretty expensive if you want to buy it, like $800, I think, for the current edition. Or you can use it by subscription without actually owning it, just like you can Photoshop. Adobe Audition is a program for creating and editing audio files. And a good example of that is what you're listening to right now. I use Audition to record this podcast, as a lot of podcasters do. But if you want a free program that has a ton of great features to, for doing audio work, a really good option is Audacity. There are a lot of podcasts that get recorded using Audacity, and it does a great job. And like a lot of other software I'm talking about today, there are lots of tutorials available online to learn how to use it. And in fact, there's a podcast by my friend Daniel J. Lewis called The Audacity to Podcast that he's been doing for years. It started out as an instructional podcast on how to use the Audacity software. Now it's more of a general how to podcast podcast, but you can still get the earlier episodes that have more of the instructional aspect if you want to download those. Okay, a couple more programs and alternatives that I still want to tell you about. The next one is called Acronis True Image. Now, if you bought this one, it's about $50, so it's not as expensive as some of the other software we've talked about. But why not keep that 50 bucks in your pocket or spend it on a nice dinner out? In this case, I think the free software works even better than the paid one. Now, first I should tell you what this program does. It creates a system image of your computer's hard drive. That means it takes everything on your computer, all your files, folders, your programs, everything and it compresses it into one file. Then you store that file on an external drive. That's your backup. So if your hard drive crashes, you can restore that most recent system image back to the new hard drive, and all of your stuff is there, just like nothing happened. It's the best way to get back up and running after a hard drive crash as quickly as possible. But to do that, I don't use Acronis. I use a program called Macrium Reflect. That's M-A-C-R-I-U-M, Reflect. Now, to be fair, Macroom Reflect does have an option to purchase it, and you get some more features, but if you're just using it for personal use, you can use the free version, and it'll do just about everything you need it to do. The paid version just automates some of the stuff that you have to do manually in the free version. Now, I've used Macroom Reflect several times to restore system images after a hard drive crash, and it's very reliable. In fact, I prefer it now rather than the system image backup that comes with Windows 7 and Windows 8. I used the Windows 7 system image for quite some time, but I just feel more comfortable that MacRim is going to do what you need it to do when that critical time comes. And finally, one more program that you can pay for, but there is a free alternative for it, and that's Microsoft Windows. Yep, you can run your computer without having Windows installed on it. If you buy Windows, like Windows 7 or Windows 8, you're going to pay somewhere from like $75 to maybe $200, depending on which version you purchase and install. Now, maybe you bought a computer and it was already installed, but that just means that the cost of Windows was included in the price you paid for the computer. Now, if you want to use your computer without having Windows installed on it, you can install a different operating system called Linux. That's L-I-N-U-X. And you may have heard of Linux. It's an operating system that's completely free. Now, traditionally, Linux has only been used by computer nerds. 
It's a little more tech-oriented, so it tends to attract the geeks. But Linux has really evolved over the years. You can get a version of Linux called Cinnamon, and it works very similarly to the way Windows 7 works. And in some cases, if you have an old computer that just doesn't have the processing power or the memory to actually run Windows, it'll still run Linux, so you can still get some use out of it if you want to. Now, is it likely you're going to switch to using Linux? Probably not. I still use Windows 7 on my primary computer, although I do have a separate computer with Linux installed as the operating system. It's kind of fun to play with if that kind of thing interests you, as it does me. But most people will continue to use Windows, and that's fine. Now, I want to make one more point. There is one type of software that I just can't recommend you use something free. That's the antivirus, anti-malware program for your computer. The free ones just don't have the capacity to fully protect your computer from the overwhelming barrage of viruses and malware that are coming at it every time you go online. I would say that a free antivirus like, like Microsoft Security Essentials is better than not having anything, but it's just not good enough to be called complete protection. You need to at least have a good full-service antivirus program on your computer, or if you want complete protection with software, unlimited virus removals, and your other software kept up to date so you don't have to do it, check out my managed service plan. You can get that information at computertutorflorida.com forward slash MSP, and I have over 190 clients on that now, and it's working great. Well, if you found this tip to be helpful or time-saving, I would really appreciate if you could do me a favor and leave me a rating on iTunes. That's how this podcast gets promoted more, and that way more people find it. And of course, if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything, I would love to hear from you. You can let me know by leaving me a voicemail on my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.